Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's facing my books? Your grandmother. All of your your grandmothers. Wow, Garrison. My grandmother's dead. So that was. They're they're still Facebooking in the grave. I mean, thank God, no. Uh, I think my grandparents (laughs) briefly got introduced to MySpace before. Okay. Being too sick to use the internet anymore. They were on AOL for a while, though. Oh, that's that's quaint. Yeah, they were on AOL for a while. Um, you know, it's uh, it's I don't often say thank goodness for Louis body dementia, but at least it stopped them from from knowing the the horrors that were to come in the digital age. They they got they got right off the bus before things got terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is so. Friends, Romans, countrymen, how do you feel about Meta, which is totally what we're all going to be calling Facebook for now on, for forever? The, my main thought, honestly, is that like the word Meta, the past like two years, the word Meta has been ruined by yes. both like pop culture thinking it's smart, and then 
shit like this now that a, a once useful concept has now been obliterated and we can't yeah. use it for anything anymore. You, you can't be meta, and and the fact that Facebook is attempting to use this as the name of their company shows that Mark Zuckerberg hasn't had a conversation on an even footing in his entire no. adult life. Like, everyone no. is trying to get someone out of him every time he talks to anybody, so nobody would say, like, you know, Mark, Meta's a terrible name for a company. But anyway, they did that, and they had a yeah. big event about two weeks ago where they got up and talked for an hour and 20 minutes about the future of the internet and what Facebook's vision of the metaverse was going to be. All this all this very fun stuff. Okay, so here's the thing. It's a bad idea. And normally, like, bad tech ideas are a dime a dozen, and we don't cover them on our show, because this is a show, it could happen here, about collapse, things falling apart, and the future, and what's going to come next. But in this case, talking about meta is actually really worthwhile, because meta is one example of how the people who are kind of in control, or at least in control of a significant amount of the world that we live in, particularly the digital spaces that we've all agreed to be locked into, see the future. I think the thing that like makes it clear why this is in our wheelhouse is an article from uh, Wired by Matthew Galt, um, who's a buddy of mine. He's a great journalist, um, and it's titled "Billionaires See VR as a Way to Avoid Radical Social Change." Um, and that title does kind of get to the uh, get to the the nut of it, but the quotes in this thing are fucking wild. So before we get into Mark Zuckerberg and his vision of the future of the internet and of humanity, um, I want to read some quotes from John Carmack. Um, so John Carmack is the guy, he made Doom, right? Like, you can't overstate the Im, the impact John Carmack had on gaming. Like, he invented the first, like, first, effectively the first popular first-person shooter. He was the CTO of Oculus for a while. Um, and yeah, he's, he's very familiar with, like, 3D digital spaces. Yes, and he's, he's very bullish on VR. Um, and he gave a quote, well, not gave a quote, he talked to Joe Rogan during an interview in 2020, and he said this, some people read this the wrong way and react incorrectly to it. The promise of VR is to make the world you wanted. It is not possible on Earth to give everyone all that they would want. Not everyone can have Richard Branson's private island. People react negatively to any talk of economics, but it is resource allocation. You have to make decisions about where things go. Economically, you can deliver a lot more value to a lot of people in the digital in the virtual sense. Um, and that's one of those things that you can see how a guy like John Carmack, who is, again, a smart guy who's been ahead of the curve on a number of important things, could could convince himself this is true. This is absurd. And I think what we see in Facebook's uh, video is going to make clear that it's absurd. One of the reasons that it's absurd is that, um, like everything else the people who are building the metaverse have done, like what they've done to the internet, the internet before Facebook and and, and Twitter and these, like, these behemoths um, used to be weird and decentralized and primarily not for profit. Um yeah. there was there was a period of time in which like the idea that you would actually make money off the internet like really out of like content or whatever was just silly because it was this it was impossible to monetize. It was this weird wild like creative nonsense pile. Um and you could only kind of make money around the edges of it, but the core of it was just just far too strange and and uncontrollable. Um, too wild and free. Um, and that's not the internet anymore because of the people, because in large part of the people who are trying to build these metaverses and the idea that they would allow poor people to have the same kind of resources as rich people in the metaverse, uh, they, they can't let that happen. They're not the kind of people who would let that happen. They're going to monetize every aspect of this thing. If it becomes real, if we ever have like an all-encompassing metaverse, every every moment of it and everything you do in it, everything you have in it is going to cost you money. Probably um, with some kind of bullshit subscription yeah. plus adding on, you know, like randomized caches 
and other like you know loot box type mechanics. Yeah. Ga- selling gambling to children is the business yeah. model of the future. Yeah. By I, by the future, I mean it's been happening it, for like ten years. Yeah. yeah, it's the business model they want for it. now. I I will state I think some sort of persistent virtual reality thing will probably happen in some way someday. I don't think any of these people. Part of why my thesis of this is none of these people are capable of making it. It's because they they look at this the same way like shitty app developer, shitty like game developers for Facebook look at gaming where it's like everything should cost money. You should be able to pay to win. And it's like, well, nobody likes that. Like nobody nobody likes those games. Those are not the things that are successful. Like and, and it is one of the th- games that comes up a lot when people talk about the metaverse is Minecraft. And what made Minecraft hugely successful and why you can kind of plausibly see like, oh, this has elements of a metaverse where you're everybody's building these gigantic persistent things that you can interact with and that you can make these incredible and people made like works of art in Minecraft they did it for free and they did it because like nothing costs money really in Minecraft if i'm not mistaken like you can no, make no. anything just, yeah. with nothing you like, just buy the game and then you have the game and you can build whatever you want mm-hmm. yeah like, your you know, equity like, is effort right like yeah. yeah 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 and if like you know like one of my friends like learned computer science so he could like Okay, he create circuits, right? He like he built a like functioning computer yeah. in this yeah. game. Yeah, just, like, you can you, you yeah, can build you computers you within the game. Minecraft. Yeah, like yeah, it's it's, it's pretty, like it's pretty it's pretty it's, cool. Yeah, if you're gonna tell me sometime in the future, virtual reality in the internet is going to get like so good and so pervasive that eventually people will bootstrap together some kind of metaverse. Yeah, maybe like that that could happen. Um, if it comes but, from like a cyber like punk aspect, where like yeah. emphasis on the punk, then yeah. sure I can see this being a thing. But the way tech companies are talking about this, this that's not how people use the internet currently. Yes. Specifically, yes. like the mainstream people, there's no way. Yeah, and there's there's a few more. Like one of the things that Matt brings up in this article is like VR is a way to avoid radical social change. Um, is a uh, like kind of the <laughs> one of the reasons why he's number one, and I think where we should all be kind of critical about how realistic it is, is is kind of the present state of virtual reality, which is about 1.7% of Steam users have a VR headset. Steam being kind of the largest app to try to monitor like how many people are using VR, right? Like it's kind of your best, yeah, your best it's, bet it's, at figuring it's, out the it's rough the size biggest, of that. It's the biggest PC gaming like, yeah. service. Yeah. Um, headsets, sales of VR headsets did go up about 30% during the pandemic, um, but that not was kind surprising. of alongside a surge in video game sales. Yeah, it was not... VR headsets were already were yeah. already boosting, and the pandemic definitely it, it yeah. emphasized that, because it's like, hey, I'm stuck in my house, what can I do? Well, I'll buy like a $200 Oculus, so I yeah. can, you know, walk around it, and fight ninjas in my living room. And, and VR is like real, like VR is cool. Like it's, it, I, it, I have it, a VR headset, I've yeah, had it for years. It, it, it can do one of the things that, um, I, I talk, when I talk about like what it takes for technology, new technology to like go viral, to become like endemic, it has some of that, which is that as soon as you put one of these on most people, unless you're one of the people that it makes sick, most people, if you put, the, put them on and you show them the right thing, they're like, oh, this is actually way cooler than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that is like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like, hesi- I, I'm not poo-pooing the entire idea of VR. Um, and there's, it's, there's, there's been some successes on it. Like Half-Life Alex sold about 2 million copies, yeah, um, which is huge ones. for VR, but like also nothing for a video game. Like that's yeah. like for a big, for a fucking Half-Life game, that's shit, which just, it just shows that it's still like fractional, which I, I don't think any of these people are kind of missing. Um, but it does kind of point to 
again, the the degree to which this technology would have to leap up for anything like what Facebook, we're, yeah. we're about to talk about, like it, for that to actually be popular. Yeah, there's a difference between developing VR gaming yeah. and developing this metaverse concept, which goes way beyond VR gaming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I, so I, what I find, what I find so like doomed about this isn't the technology, even though I think it's important to acknowledge there's a long way to go, just in terms of like how heavy it is, how much yeah. space you need, how, graphics not fully making... immersive it is you know yeah it's more, yeah. yeah trying yeah. to remove lighthouses making it even more like, mobile yeah there's a lot yeah. there's a lot of stuff even the control schemes are still kind yeah. of jank like yeah there's a lot to yeah. be done but all of that's i mean think about the first iphone right it was like a fucking brick compared to the shit today I mean, like, all, all, all of that gets yeah. better it, yeah and at, all like, of the that... first vr headset compared to the oculus 2 yeah. it's like a massive improvement in basically every way i i don't think when people criticize this stuff by pointing out like how primitive VR is today, I don't think that means anything. Um, it is, like, worth noting, you know, its current level of adoption. But it's not, people compare this to, like, 3D TVs and stuff. It's not that. 3D TVs were immediately, obviously, from the beginning, nothing but a but a grift. Because um, nobody wanted what, three, really wanted what 3D TVs had. Like, VR, people do want what VR does, and eventually the tech will get there. What's bullshit is the idea, and this is why I think this article by Galt is so good, the idea that VR is going to allow the poor and downtrodden of the world to have a slice of the good life. And this is something Carmack is particularly bullish about. Quote, not everyone can have a mansion, not everyone can have a home theater. These are things we can simulate to some degree in virtual reality. Now, the simulation is not as good as the real thing. If you are rich and you have your own home theater or mansion or in private island, good for you. You're probably not the people who are going to benefit the most. Most of the people in the world lived in cramped quarters that are not what they would choose if to be if they had unlimited resources. Incredibly deranged. Yeah, it's out of its yeah. mind. Because also, like, 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 that's not how VR works. Like I have like yeah. I can put on my headset and load up like a nice forest and it's not it's not the feeling of being in a forest. like no. It's not that's no. not how yeah. our senses work. So until we can hack our own brains into feeling things we don't actually feel, yeah. that, then it, it's not a thing. And we're nowhere close to that level of technology. Even just to the degree that he's talking about, like, yeah, you could you if you don't have a big home theater, you could just like put it on and have a, a huge TV, and which is a thing that VR can do now. Like, I've you, tried it, can, it. It's not, but it's great. not good. It, and it's, <laughs> like Garrison, you come over two, three times a week, and we watch movies with all of our friends in my living room. Like the good thing about it, like the, it's nice to have a, a large screen. I have a big TV, but it, like but it's a big part of the experience is like you with your friends. Yeah. You're yeah. watching them react, like you're eating food together. You're doing all this stuff that will yeah. never really be possible in VR. I have a lot of respect for John Carmack. He made Doom, right? Like that's a third of my childhood. Um, he's out of his mind now. If he thinks that that's like what people want, what poor people want, like you've been rich for too long, sir. You you don't understand human <laughs> no, beings yeah, the, anymore. The, the particular type of escape, like using yeah. VR as that type of escapism is totally wrong because like yeah. VR can be escapism, but it's not going to trick you into thinking you're living in a mansion. That's not, that's yeah. not how VR works because you're walking around a tiny room in your house and yeah. you can't feel anything. You can, like, walk through cupboards, which is a great way to play VR games, is you can just, like, hack it by walking yeah. into, st into stuff. Um, and they're working on, so the, the article notes that Elon Musk is working on a brain-machine interface called Neuralink. Um, <laughs> yeah, Neuralink, yeah. yeah. And who knows what it'll be. I, I will say that's a little bit like the, how how realistic all of those dreams are um, is, is, is questionable. That said, something like what they're, claiming it is will eventually be figured out i have it will no and it and it should it'll probably it probably should be destroyed it probably <laughs> yeah, should be destroyed like um, do not put the chip in your brain <laughs> don't Val's, do it 
Valve's Gabe Newell is is really bullish on that technology. Gabe Newell is the guy we have Half Life for. Like he and he and John Carmack. Yeah. If there's a Mount Rushmore of like gamer dudes, it's t- they're on it. Steam. They make yeah. they make one of the well, they make one of the better headsets. Yeah. Again, like we're about to talk about Mark Zuckerberg, who I do not think is a visionary. Both Carmack and Newell are visionaries. Doesn't mean they're right because visionaries are wrong all of the fucking time. It's part of their job. But they're both really, really fucking bullish on this. Newell is a big believer in like the promise of kind of what the Neuralink, the brain interface technology and VR. Uh, He told IGN in 2020, we're way closer to the matrix than people realize, which I don't think is the case. Um, And Newell is the person who I've just talked about like how smart he is. He is even more out of his mind than John Carmack on this shit. Um, In an interview with New Zealand's One News, um, he talked about his vision of the near future, which is a world in which brains and computers interface and computers can make changes to the human brain. Uh-huh. He, that sounds he like called, a good idea. He called the human body a meat peripheral. Jesus Christ. Okay, so this is, is, this is the thing. He has lost his mind. This is, the, this is the thing about like VR and like the metaverse in general is this over like emphasizing that – we basically just live in the meat space, and the meat space exists just to make content for the online space. Which is so And the online bleak. space is the yeah. actual real space, and we just have to operate inside our meat space to make content for that. This is like the way technology has been progressing, the way tech companies have been wanting things to go, and it's the most dystopian thing that's going to give so many people like disassociative me- mental disorders. Because, yeah, it's like, it sucks. horrible for like, you. I, I, right. I'm, I'm going to be super interested to see people of my generation, including yeah. myself, like how we develop mentally the next you know 20 years. Years based on how kind of fake our lives have been because of how much we exist and socialize within this like false network. It's going to be interesting to watch. I, I used to be really optimistic about aspects of VR. I actually, when I was in Mosul, I filmed not that like other people did this before I did, but I was kind of one of the early people filming like a, a VR documentary of some combat of like the Battle of Mosul. Um, aspects of which were aired as a 360 on a bunch of different like TV networks. Um, and I had this belief that like, yeah, VR, because the visual aspect of VR is so good, you know, y- you know, even at that point, 2017 was already so good. Yeah. I had this belief that like, well, if you could, because the first time I ever went into a war zone, it was such an affecting experience. And I thought like, oh my God, if you could somehow carve out this moment of experience and yeah. like transmit it to other people, maybe that would mean something. Maybe I, it would like have an impact on poss- people. I, I do think that is possible in the long <sighs> yeah, term. Yeah, yeah, I, I think maybe. Well, like, we'll like, see. The question is like, can you, you ever like make horror. people give a shit? Yeah. If, 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 you, if you like horror games, the level of like anxiety and to some degrees trauma of playing a, like a really well-made horror VR game is incredibly intense. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something that can be done very well. So I feel like that type of like surreal experience like a war zone could actually be carried over to some degree in VR to like change people's yeah. minds on like, hey, maybe war is not good. Yeah, um, I mean, that that's the dream. I don't know how much I still believe that. But yeah. th- reading people like Gabe Newell and how they talk about this technology makes me lose some hope. Um, yeah, it makes another... me want to throw all the headsets in a, <laughs> Here... like, in a river. Here's another thing Gabe Newell said in that interview, Garrison, after calling the human body a meat peripheral. Uh-huh. You're used to experiencing the world through eyes, but eyes were created by this low-cost bidder that didn't care about failure rates in RMAs, and if it got broken, there was no way to repair anything effectively, which totally makes sense from an evolutionary perspective, but is not at all reflective of consumer preferences. What the, the miracle fuck? of the human eye! What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, 
No. Fuck like, it. Fuck eyes. Like, like Gabe. There is some aspects of transhumanism that I like. I like being able yeah. to like change like body parts I- at will with like my mind. But this type of stuff yeah. makes you want to throw all technology of into course, a river. Of course, I support the idea of like it would be great if when people lose their eyes completely from like shrapnel or whatever, some sort of like degenerative disease, we could just pop new eyes in there. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. We start cloning eyes. I think that's a great thing. But eyes are amazing. No, <laughs> like, the yeah, eye is incredible. Like, the most, in, yeah. their most impressive camera ever. Yeah. Like we're nowhere close to replicating the no, abilities of the yeah. human eye. It, it is not a low-cost bidder. It is, like, they're <laughs> imperfect, like, everything that, that is part of the human body. No, but, like, like they do break he's down. He's upset that he can't monetize it the same yeah. way. Right? That's, yeah. that's his problem. He's also talking about, like, well, they break down. It's like, motherfucker, have you used a computer? You're Gabe Newell. I know you've used a computer. Like, you want to talk about breaking every computer I've ever owned. Yeah, I've, I've used Steam before. Yeah, like, yeah I down. use Steam, motherfucker. I, like, you, I would rather have my eyes, and I'm wearing glasses right now. Go suck an egg. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. And it, it goes on because he, he he can't stop shit talking like reality. Uh, he talks about like in <laughs> yeah. the in the virtual world he wants to build 
Uh, the real world will seem flat, colorless, blurry compared to the experiences you'll be able to create in people's brains. Um, and I want you to keep that in mind, my okay. my, my dear friends and colleagues, yeah. as we leap now into the Facebook live stream. I mean, first of all, I think, would it be worth like explaining to, I know we, we've danced around what the metaverse is, but for people yeah, who are totally unfamiliar, probably. do you think it would be worth giving a general explanation yeah, or will that be covered I'm, in the Facebook thing? Th that's kind of covered in the, because this is Facebook building it. But I, I, I think we should, you're probably right that we should give a little bit of context about like where they got this idea. Because again, Mark Zuckerberg has never had an original he's not, thought he's in his life. He's not the first one to do this. Um, no. and, and Gabe Newell and, and um, John Carmack have had original thoughts in their life, but this is not a, an original thought from any of them. No. All of them, everyone anywhere who talks about the metaverse um, is w whether or not they know it a fan of Neil Stevenson, um, yes, who wrote all based on Neil Stevenson books. <laughs> who wrote a book yeah. called Snow Crash, where the point was that in the future the world is a dystopian, corporatized nightmare, and because things are in part because things are so bad, an incredibly highly like advertised and monetized persistent internet called the metaverse that exists all around us and is totally immersive has come to dominate everyday life, um, and it's a bad thing like yeah. the snow crash yeah. is a story it's of like not, wouldn't this future be horrible yeah it's <laughs> yeah. not like hey this is a cool thing but these tech guys read this and are like oh yeah that seems like fun but we could do that neil stevenson who is yet another person i respect made one crucial flaw which is he gave the hero in his book a katana and because the hero oh, in his book no! has a katana um, no. everyone was like, wouldn't this be rad if this were the future? No. Let's make this be the entire future. <laughs> it's it's a real tragedy. We do need to abolish katanas. Like, we would save so many lives. I mean, honestly, you could probably make a strong case that the katana has a huge chunk of the cultural weight that it has because of Neil Stevenson. Um, okay. He's a big part of that, right? You know, you've got a lot of movies and stuff, too. But, but yeah, but like the, the katana cyberpunk I mean, kind of melding. Yeah, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very, I mean, it's... It's a bit dated now, but it's still like a good book to read. Like there's but, a I bunch mean, of silly stuff this, like that. You've seen this replicated in a lot of yeah. other cyberpunk art, some better, some worse. Yes. Uh, every, some worse, cough, cough, ready player one. Yeah. And every, like uh, every, um, not every cyberpunk sense, because there's people like Cory Doctorow who do some really cool shit. Um, but most cyberpunk sense has to some extent um, borrowed from, from yeah. Neil Stevenson's work. And Facebook's entire idea is based on this. And so the idea is that it is a persistent fully immersive digital world that interacts with the real world. So you can be in VR hanging out with friends from around the world in like a fake living room and then like call someone and see like a video of them in the real world as they're like walking to a concert or whatever and like talk to them and like make plans. Like that's the idea, right? Yeah. Um, so this video, this it opens with, you know, you've got your, your little introduction and music and stuff. And then we see Mark Zuckerberg looking like a fucking golem. And um, yeah. <laughs> And and the first thing that I really noticed about this is that he talks about how we're all going to do this together, meaning invent the technologies and use cases that are going to make the metaverse worthwhile. Um, and when he says all of us, this is not an internal Facebook video. This is a video, the meta video is heavily angled towards developers um, and investors. Um, and it's been viewed by a lot of people, like 12 million to date. But he's talking about like a big part of what he's saying is that like, the technology for all of the stuff that we've rendered, because most of what's rendered in this isn't game footage, so to speak. Like, it's not no. a game, but whatever. It's, here's how it might look if the technology is ever invented. Yeah, like, nothing, um, nothing is, like, in-engine or anything close to it. It's, yeah. all, no. it's all speculative. What's interesting about this to me is that he's he is saying we're going to build this together and, and sort of acknowledging that, like, Facebook does not have the capacity to make this thing they've dreamed about, 
but Facebook's going to own it. So he's a lot of like this is him tacitly admitting, I want to take your surplus value to make a metaverse that I then control and monetize entirely at my own discretion, which is cool. It's great. Uh, it's also like I think, you know, I, I think if, if, if you want a sign of where this is actually going and like the actual creativity behind this, like, OK, again, everything in that video is a mock up, right? It looks like dog shit. It's it does. so ugly. It's it, hideous. It looks like a fucking Connect game or like a fucking Wii game, it which does, is yeah. fine for That's a Connect or a Wii, Wii game. The Wii but I don't want to live there. Like it's all no. like yeah. weird and cartoony. Um, yeah. So he talks about in, in kind of laying out why he thinks this is the future. Zuckerberg talks about how text used to be the basis of everything online, but yeah. now like photos and videos dominate, and that it's a as, visual thing. Yeah. Yeah. As that change happened from like text to video to photos to videos, the next change he kind of frames it like the 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 obvious next evolution is to what he calls an embodied internet, where you're part of the experience, and that's the metaverse. Which again, that if you part don't. Is- I think that part has some true elements. I, I agree. I don't think he's entirely wrong there. Obviously, that's not his idea. Um, oh, running out of time? Okay, Meeting thank you for telling me. by the host, and that includes unlimited minutes. Great. Uh, thanks, Zoom. Um, speaking of metaverses. Um, uh, yeah, so like, I, like Zoom, yeah. like, yeah. I mean, like, I'm going yeah. I'm, I'm to flop on to uh, 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 share screen, and I'm going to show you guys a section from this, from this video. Think about computers or phones today. Now, since we're doing this remotely today, I figured let's make this special. So we've put together something that I think is really gonna give you a feeling for what this future could be like. We believe the metaverse will be the successor to the mobile internet. We'll be able to feel present, like we're right there with people no matter how far apart we actually are. Okay, so I'm pausing it here because I want you to watch this. The room that Mark Zuckerberg in is is in. He's not in the metaverse yet. He's in like a house. I think it's yeah. supposed to be his house. It is clearly not a place it's human not beings an live. Actual house. No. It has been set dressed. Um, you, one of the ways you can tell is that all of the books and picture frames on the bookcase are like the same flat tones. Yeah. Um, because they're not meant to stand out. They're meant to blend in. And very tellingly, this is what's interesting to me. As soon as he steps into the frame where he's going to announce this, the thing that is directly next to his head is the only thing that's not like the same kind of beige as everything. It's a bottle of barbecue sauce sauce. that's being used as the bookend to a bunch of books. Now, Meta immediately after this, like people joked about it online and Meta started tweeting about it and like trying to make like jokes about, oh, Mark just loves his, you know, his, his barbecue so much. Like they tried to turn it into a meme because they think it's humanizing. And 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 kind of one aspect of the meme they were putting together is that like oh he just forgot to you know he just he's he's so into barbecue that he leaves his sauce around that was put there on Our, someone's orders like was, that was, it was planned to, it was to create me we're seeing we're seeing marvel do this as well yeah they're releasing promotional images specifically designed to be turned into memes and it yeah. doesn't work because it's so obvious like because people like you know yeah we're not going to use this because it's it's a it's a dog shit horrible yeah. like Horrible cinematography, bad colors. It's, it's not a fun meme, but people did fall for the Mark Zuckerberg thing, uh, like, oh, look at the barbecue sauce. But yeah, no, that was intentional to create like a viral thing to try. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna let Mark uh, continue here after I made my little point. When I send my parents a video of my kids, they're gonna feel like they're right in the moment with us, not peering through a little window. When you play a game with your friends, you'll feel like you're right there together in a different world, not just on your computer by yourself. And when you're in a meeting in the metaverse, 
it'll feel like you're right in the room together, making eye contact, having a shared sense of space, and not just looking at a grid of faces. So that's important because a big aspect of what he's trying to sell here, why he's he's trying to convince people that this is a real thing, is that it's a balm for loneliness, right? Yeah. Um, it, he is, he is, and he's one of the people who's responsible for, for pushing our society to such an atomized and isolated direction. Facebook propaganda has isolated huge numbers of people from their families. It's, um, and of course, then there's just the aspect of it that is the lockdown, which has isolated people, a number of, a lot of which ties back to disinformation spread on Facebook. But like, yeah. um, he's, he's, he's selling this, you know, as a, this will make you less lonely. It'll make you feel like you're all together. Yeah. Um and it's it's he he specifically says at one point this isn't about spending more time on screens it's about making the time we spend on screens already better. Um which is horseshit because as the Facebook papers make clear Facebook has repeatedly refused to do things that would have reduced the harm of their platform because it would have reduced the traffic that they've got. And I think those yeah. are the kind of decisions and, you can yeah. I mean and still like tech technologically we're still not there. Like when when, when you're in VR yeah. you even if you're interacting with other like 3D like personas of people, specifically like VR yeah. chat was very popular among, among like furries, and I think they are honestly the best example of what the metaverse could actually be is how furries use VR chat. Um, yes. But even still, that is very different um, than standing in a room with someone in a fursuit, right? Like it's yeah. it's totally it's to it's totally different. And metaverses and this type of thing. I don't think we'll actually solve alienation. I, I don't think no, because no. you're not actually touching anyone. Like it's it's no. not it's you're not. It, there's still that 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 digital fog between you and everything else. Do I think there's some elements of it that could be developed specifically using AR that would make things a little bit cool? Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, but it's not going to solve alienation as a concept. In fact, yeah, it could actually make it worse. It could make it worse. Like, again, there's some use cases for, I don't know, people who have, like, ALS. Maybe you could develop some sort of rig that would allow them to interact, like, yeah. more with, with people around them. And, like, that could be useful for those people. But, like, it is not a societal answer to loneliness. And I think one thing that makes that clear is you look at their vision of home spaces. So this is kind of the center of the of the metaverse they want to build is everybody has their little digital home. Um, that you can set up and you can design to your liking and you can buy things like NFTs to decorate it. This becomes a big uh -huh. part of the pitch that like NFTs are going to be in it. And like that way, you know that they have at one point, like somebody buys like an autographed poster for a, a metaverse concert that's an NFT and they get to put it in their room and know that it's wow. the only one of those posters or something, which Whoa. is the dumbest thing I can imagine. Um, maybe it'll work. I don't know. I, I, I don't really see how that's any different from an NFT being revolutionary case than like, you know, being able to buy something in a fucking video game. No, it's it's the, just the way people already hate to do. Yeah, it's it's just yeah. buying skins or whatever bullshit cosmetic stuff. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I went, number one of the things that's in, entertaining about this is how bad a lot of the acting is. For all of the money and time they have, like Mark Zuckerberg is a shit presenter. And, and this bit where he tries to explain why the home space is so cool um, and it shows you like the, their home space. It starts at about four thirty on the video. If people at home want to watch, is just a perfect, perfect encapsulation of like how inhuman this this world they want to build really feels. What even when they try to present it in its best face. Oh, hey, Mark. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Hi, Mark. What's up, Mark? Whoa, we're floating in space. Uh-huh. Who made this place? It's awesome. Right? It's from a crater. I met in L.A. Uh, this place is amazing. <laughs> Boz, is that you? Of course it's me. You know I had to be the robot, man. I thought I was supposed to be the robot. <laughs> Whoa. I knew you were bluffing. <laughs> hey, wait. Where is Naomi? Let's call her. Naomi. Hey, should we deal you in? Sorry, I'm running late, but you've got to see what we're checking out. There's an artist going around Soho hiding AR pieces for people to find. 3D street art? That's cool. Send that link so I wanted to stop here because this is also part of like what's it's this perfect it's like NFT culture and all this shit. Like the street art they show, this is clearly them trying to be like, here's one of these cool use cases for how the metaverse is going to interact with and influence the real world. Like this artist pastes this art on a wall that when you look at it in the metaverse or when you you film it and you send a video to people in the metaverse, it becomes this big 3D thing. And it it just looks like shit. It's just a bunch of like squiggly lines and stuff. Like it's not <laughs> like there's good graffiti, especially in San Francisco. There's incredible fucking graffiti. Um, this is just like nonsense. It looks like it looks like a fucking NFT. Like it's just this this kind of shitty. Yeah, it was obviously um, designed by a computer, not an actual person. <laughs> yeah. And there's nothing like it doesn't say anything. There's nothing cool about it. 
Um, and they haven't, again, because Mark Zuckerberg can't conceive of art. There's nothing about this that like makes me think, oh, what a neat futuristic thing. It's just like, oh, cool, I can see squiggly lines yeah, um, and it has, both in and it person has, and on my phone. I mean, the big part of the metaverse and like AR and VR is like, you know, making depth within actually making 2D space appear to be 3D space. This still yeah. just looks 2D. Like it doesn't, it is not, it's not tricking my brain in any way whatsoever, especially with the concept of like filming it on your phone. We have the technology now. Like that's not, that's not the metaverse. That's just filming it already on your little box as Mark yeah. Zuckerberg said. And we have the technology to do like that AR thing with fucking, um, uh, yeah. like with, fucking with your Pokemon Go did that like yeah. five years yeah. ago. And it's not what people want. Um, well, Pokemon well, Go, Pokemon was, Go was for but a like, long time. Yeah, but po- Pokemon the, Go was the closest we ever got to World Peace, and it was a CIA. Yeah. Op, I mean, so. Pokemon Go is probably <laughs> the closest we ever got to like the metaverse, like realistically. Yeah. But people don't want people don't want to like take photos of crappy street art that then no. becomes three D, yeah. but still isn't like I don't know. There's, and it, it is it is incredibly grim that most of yeah. like the case uses for metaverse stuff. The only thing they can imagine it being is like fucking meetings. This yep. is like the biggest thing that they show. He's like, yeah. "Oh, we can make that, virtual meetings." They try that the video that we just played. They're all in like this spaceship, and everybody's three D. Like one person, it looks like kind of a hologram of their real body. Some people are just like three D rendered cartoons of themselves. One person's a big robot, and they're all like floating in zero G and all, playing yeah, cards, like sitting at a table and playing virtual and, cards. And there's like a bed in the background, but like yeah. you can't go in the bed because it's not a fake. It's a fake area. No, like, and you're no, not floating nothing. in zero G because no, VR will never be able to room. trick you into thinking you're sitting yeah. in a in a in your chair in a room with some shit on your face you're you're fucking carl havoc and trying to pretend that you're like having a good time playing cards with your friends it's like yeah if i could have a space station house where my friends and i could float around and play cards that would be sick but you're not promising you're not me that are you doing Mark? that no um i mean like so, I, there is there is games that simulate zero g they don't yeah. trick you they make you no. nauseous sometimes yeah. it can be fun but like it's i'm not gonna be fooled yeah in the same way that eating hawaiian g. baby woodrose seeds can be fun um, exactly. Yeah. So he he goes on to talk about the avatars that you'll have, which are basically he describes them as pro, uh, profile pictures, but much richer because they're live, which I find unsettling nope. in part by thinking about what will happen when people die to their digital avatars. But whatever. Um, at this point, he goes on to talking about how people he thinks people are going to actually use these avatars, and it's um, it's very unhinged. One for hanging out, and maybe the fantasy one for gaming. You're going to have a wardrobe of virtual clothes for different occasions designed by different creators and from different apps and experiences. So one of the things he's talking about that is exciting is that, like, you'll be able to have a different avatar for, uh, like, work if you're in a work meeting or, like, hanging out with your friends. Um, And to me that says, like, oh, so now I'm going to be expected to, like, maintain and keep up an avatar for, like, my job and like dress that fucking thing and then I'll have to like switch to hang out with people and like <laughs> why why does that what does that provide me being able to like sit in a room as an avatar that I don't currently have like through Zoom like why why is in what world is that something people Again, want mark the, the only only good use case for this is furries this is yeah. the, the only way it's worked because they that has yeah. almost like a true representation of their own body. What what's this is going to do for regular for like people who are not furries is mm-hmm. it'll probably give people a lot of weird like dysmorphia. 
Yeah. Um, or if you're or if you're trans and you make a female avatar, assuming like, like you know, for, for me, if yeah. I was to make like an avatar that's more feminine, that can be fun for me. Um, but for a yeah. lot of people, these weird like digital versions of themselves will probably just they're just like uncanny valley and it'll probably just make you feel weird. Yeah. Um, and he's he's so focused on like this as a way for people to work together while being remote. Which says a lot, like it's seven, like a, 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 like about a half a minute after this point, or a minute or so after this point, he brags that your home space can even have your own personal office where you work, which is within the metaverse. Within the metaverse, which, which is really like bleak to me. Just also, like that's yeah, you can go to work your eyes. digitally. Yeah, God, it's why? gonna ruin your eyes. Why you would cannot I... wear VR goggles that long? Your eyes get ruined because it's blasting light into your retinas. Yeah. And it's it's also just like I like sitting with a laptop. And I have a laptop and I have a, a second screen for my laptop and I sit at my comfortable living room table and I, I write and browse the internet and research and stuff. And yeah, every now and then like I hunch over too much and my back gets a little bit sore, but like it's not, it's it's pretty comfortable and I can get up and move and do stuff in the house. Putting a bunch of shit on me and sitting still and like being unable to perceive the world around me and locked into this uncomfortable digital desk because it's later on whenever they do there's this mix of you can see the videos of the the technology as it actually exists and they're aspirational and the aspirational version it's like you're in this gorgeous three dimensional office that looks yeah like you're something playing like basketball a, both yeah, in real life a, and in yeah. the hologram which first of all just impossible like you're never, never gonna going happen. to do like, that's, never ever that's, going to happen that's just um, physically impossible but, but <laughs> when you see the clips of like what because the, they do have aspects of this built when you see the clips of like the workspaces they have built it's like oh 80 percent of my screen is the microsoft word app or excel um as it or or outlook as it currently exists and 20 percent of it is like the edges of this little vr office yeah so it, I, all i'm looking at is i'm seeing a full eye version of like whatever apps i'm using you can yeah you can you can get a vr headset you can download virtual desktop you yeah. can bring your desktop into your v into your vr space it's not useful. Like it's like no. it's yeah. it's it's novel for the first twenty minutes, and then you get bored of it because you realize that you can't actually see your keyboard, so you can't type as fast. Yeah, there's so, like, a great joke about this in the last season of Community. Community, yeah, Community where the has, dean like, the gets best like, example yeah, yeah. Of, of the metaverse, where he's like, yeah. I have because like uh, the big part of like Epic Games version of the metaverse is like mm -hmm. interacting with like brands and all yeah. of your apps within a three three D digital space, which is what uh, the dean does in Community. He has to like yeah. run to his email, which is yeah, mm -hmm. like this is a great example of why this technology is never going to actually catch on for regular people because that's not how they use the internet you you, you don't want to traverse a 3d digital space to get to your email that's that's asinine yeah and it's there's aspects of it that are asinine and there's aspects of it that are just thus just impossible so like a big thing that he's hitting on with this is interoperability which is like you want to be able to trans tra travel between different apps, between different programs that different people have made, and you want to be able to take like whatever items you buy, whatever NFTs you have with you. Um, and he's talking about like this will work in games. This is a thing that like you've seen people talk about with like the promise of e NFTs for gaming. Like you could get an item that like is yours, so they they can't nerf it or or whatever, and like it'll travel for you from game to game. There's a a developer I follow on on Twitter. He made the game Adios, which is about like a, a a guy who disposes of bodies for the mob and tries to quit. It's a it's a cool game. He's a, he's a good developer. Doc something or other. He wrote a huge article about like why none of this NFTs can't work for gaming. Um, that also hits on like why what Zuckerberg's saying is impossible, which is that like so you're saying that everyone who makes a game has to 
has to build in like a way to handle every single item that you could possibly get in the metaverse no, and everything yeah, it that is, you're it's having. It's a like, nightmare it, for developers. It, yeah, it's, it, it's an unthinkable challenge. Um, it's and and like why? And what if a game shuts down? Right? Like, are you saying they have to continue operating the game forever and updating it forever, even once it's no longer profitable, so that you can keep using your item? Like, no, it's just it's it's functionally impossible. Um, but it's it's. It, I, what's interesting to me is he's talking about all this. He has to know this is impossible. When he does, there's all these scenes, like you said, where people are like playing basketball and like one of them's in the real world and one of them's in VR, but they're both playing on a real world and court. And they're interacting and so the with the ball. Yeah. With a, with a virtual ball. And it's like, number one, how is the person in the real world? How do they feel that ball? He says some vague shit about like haptic feedback, which doesn't work that way. No, um, maybe there's a way if you're wearing like a glove that it could trick you into believing you were hitting a ball or something. Um, and, yeah, like, and, like, and not everyone's wearing headsets. Like, nah, it's well, they're just with- we'll get to that in part two, the headset okay. question. Um, but it what what what's interesting is that like a huge amount of the the coolest stuff, the stuff that you can be like, well, that would be neat. Yeah, if I could fucking. If I could fucking play um, pool with my friend in Germany and it would feel like we were both in the same room, um, even though only one of us is standing around a real pool table. Yeah, that would be an amazing feat of technology. It's never going to happen. Um, certainly not in any kind of reasonable time frame. Mark knows that. All that is going to happen at most is like a digital conference suite that like is damages people's eyes and brains. Um, and he knows that, but he's angry that Zoom beat him to the to the punch when the pandemic hit. Um, and this yeah. is his like that's kind of one of the sinister things about it. Um, there's other sinister shit which we'll talk about in part two. But you know what, guys? That's it's time enough. to end part one. This yeah. is enough for part one. We'll 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 talk more about we'll talk about what's really frightening about a lot of what Mark's trying to build in part two. But for right now, I want to talk about ending the episode which I guess I just did. Goodbye. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.